it's Wren, and this is the Friends of a Feather podcast, encouragement for women on the go. This weekly podcast inspires and encourages women wherever you are, listening on your commute to work, folding the laundry, or providing a boost of encouragement after a full day. I love inviting my friends on the podcast to share their unique God stories with you. Hey, 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 friends. Welcome back to the podcast this week. I am super excited to introduce you to my guest. But before we do, I want to encourage you to go check us out on your podcast app and subscribe so that you do not miss any of the upcoming episodes with my fall guests. This is episode 99, and my guest is Donna Gaines. Donna is my pastor's wife. She is a Bible teacher. She is an author. And I love that she is a disciple maker who fervently desires to see the lives of women transformed as they encounter God through His Word and prayer. She embraces God's missional calling on her life, and she mobilizes women to practically live out their faith through both inner city and international efforts. She is the founder and president of the board for Arise to Read, a nonprofit that focuses on literacy in the inner city. She is mother to four and Nana to many grandchildren. You will really hear Donna's heart through our conversation, and I was so honored that she joined me for this episode. So let's get to it. This is my conversation with Donna Gaines. Okay, welcome to the podcast, Donna. Thank you, Ren. I'm delighted to be here. I'm so excited. I have wanted to have you on the podcast for a long time, and I've been like just nervous about it. I don't know why. I'm like, what? But um, I have written you down as a dream guest, and so I am now getting to do that. And it's greatly humbled. <laughs> it's episode 99. So I was Good like, yay! It's episode 99. Now Dawn is a dream guest. So I'm real excited that you're here. Okay, so before you introduce yourself, I want to tell you some memories I have of you. And these are sweet and great. And the first one was when I was coming. My mom is um, your husband, Pastor Steve's uh, administrative assistant. And I was coming to say hi to her one day. And there was something I think you had spoken at a women's ministry event. And um, you were teaching. And I think you were teaching on fear mm-hmm. and um, just the bondage that we can be in Absolutely. of that. And um, and I remember I said, Donna, that just spoke to me. Thank you so much for um, being so real with us about that. And I said, because my I, I really struggle with fear. You go, you know, we all do. You, we all do. And it was just so um, life-giving to me to know that you struggle. It doesn't matter if you're you know, the wife of a pastor of a mega church, that is something that you have to combat against the enemy as well. And so that was just huge to me. And I remember that. And another thing is when I think it was probably at a women's ministry event that you um, encouraged us to have when we're doing our prayer time or reading the Bible, um, to have a notebook beside us when we have the thoughts of the to-do list yes. and things you've got to get done today. And I do that now. And it's I hear you in my head. Like, you know, Donna said, you know, get this and write it. And I do because there are so many thoughts that go in your head and it's so distracting. I can get distracted in a 
30-minute time period, I could be distracted. So those two things are just sweet memories that I have of you and just your encouragement in my life. So thank you. Thank you. You know, you talk about fear because 2 Timothy 1.7 says God has not given us a spirit of fear. Mm -hmm. That's why I know everybody deals with it because it is demonic. It's a spirit. It's the evil one. Mm -hmm. And he wants to come against us with fear and discouragement. I mean, those are two of his major tools. So Mm -hmm. all of us deal with it. Mm -hmm. Well, and uh, that's interesting you say that because I remember you talking also about um, this at another women's ministry event um, or during Bible study about the first time you ever spoke in public. It was so bad. (laughs) I don't think so. But you were like a newly pastored wife. Yes. And so what happened? You know, I did not have any trouble speaking in front of groups. I was Mm. president of my sorority in college. It wasn't until I married a pastor Uh, that suddenly I had this horrible panic attack Mm -hmm. type fear Mm -hmm. that would grip me. And I'm talking about the literal can't breathe, heart pounding, Uh where you go, it's very embarrassing. So it's very difficult to talk when you can't breathe. Uh, Yeah. (gasps) Fear's irrational. So I had Mm -hmm. just erected these boundaries where I would feel safe. I'm an elementary ed major. I'll just do children. I don't do adults. Uh I probably could not even read scripture in an adult Sunday school class. That's how bad it was. Really? Having a panic attack. So when we moved to Jackson, Tennessee, it was our second church. The Lord was really dealing with me on this. And mm. so I told the Lord, the answer is yes. Whatever you ask me to do, the answer mm. is yes. Because it's not about me. Right. It's about His Spirit in me taking over and me <sighs> releasing and dying. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so I joined a West Tennessee Pastors Wives Association, mm. and I was serving in the background. I'm, I'm a service person. That's where mm. I'm happiest. Mm-hmm. But I was asked to do the devotional the next month. And, of course, my heart started pounding <sighs> when I got asked. But the Lord just said, the answer is yes. The answer is yes. So mm. I said yes, even mm. though I was panicking on the inside. Mm. Well, I wrote it out. I had it on three by five cards. I literally almost had it memorized. And I gave the devotional, but my heart was pounding. I felt like I couldn't breathe. I got to the end of it and sat down. I thought, Lord, if anybody got anything out of that, <laughs> it will have to be a miracle, a miracle. interpretation <laughs> by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and literally, like wow. two days later, this pastor's wife called and said, I was so blessed by your devotional the other day, and we have a women's mm. retreat coming up. Would you oh. be our retreat? And I panicked again. Uh, you're like, not again. That was my, that was my obedience. I was obeying. I made it for five minutes. I can't make it through the entire retreat. But I look back then on that now, and I'm mm. so grateful because my greatest love Mm-hmm. is studying the Word of God and mm-hmm. sharing with women what He reveals to me. And I can't mm-hmm. imagine missing that, which I would have if I'd not been obedient to the Lord and instead had let that fear keep me in bondage. Mm. That's good. That's good. And that's so helpful for us as women that are maybe not um, in the ministry in a huge ministry, but in our own small ministry or our own ministry well, just in life. of Parenting or parenting being a mom, fear your children, fear uh-huh. of flying, uh-huh. fear of a lot of things. Yeah, or yeah. it can just be some crazy for no reason fear when you walk yep. in the grocery store and all of a sudden you're gripped with anxiety. Yeah, you've got to know how to battle it. Mm. That you refuse those thoughts in the name of Jesus, according mm-hmm. to Second Corinthians ten three through five, and say no, I'm taking those thoughts captive. Yeah, and you replace them with the truth of God's word. Mm. I'm glad you you mentioned that. Like if you just walk into a grocery store, because I went through that anxiety a few years yes. back, and it was. It was a constant thing, and it was irrational. It was like, what? What is this about? Um, but talk to me about your aunt and uncle <laughs> yes. when you were growing up, and y'all would ride the go-kart around and make ruts in yeah. the grass. So tell us a little bit about that. We around that backyard because mm. we would go in the same little route, yeah. you know, rut the whole way. 
And I realize that that's so much like the thoughts in mm. our mind, mm. that when we give in to fear, we give in to anxiety, we're going back into a rut in our brain. Mm -hmm. And to stop it, it's like stopping the go-kart. You have to stop and you have to create a new path, a new mm. rut. So by doing that, by stopping those thoughts, the moment you're aware of it, in fact, I heard a speaker when I was dealing with all this on Christian radio that said you have five seconds to mm. deal with the thought or it will deal with you. Ooh. So the moment it comes wow. in, and literally for a while, I would say, no, that is mm -hmm. not the Lord. I mm -hmm. would say that last. I have to say stop sometimes. Right? Stop. <laughs> God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a love and power with a sound mind. Yeah. And God, right now I claim your sound mind, the mind that I have in Christ, because I have the manifest mind of Christ. And just yeah. speaking the truth out loud mm -hmm. so that I'm hearing. Yeah. Right? by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Mm. I'm hearing the Word of God. God's That's Word good. is powerful. It's living. It literally is sharper than a mm. two-edged sword. And it is amazing that what was so difficult for me at one time is now second nature. Mm. And it's like you've recreated different ruts, Absolutely. right? You so have to read. my brain immediately goes uh -huh. to know. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. God has not given me a spirit of fear. Mm. Greater is he who is in me than he is in the world. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and that goes a lot back to scripture memory, too. Yes, I mean, I feel like y'all have, you and Pastor Gaines have, Pastor Steve, have really have a focus on scripture and prayer. But scripture to, I mean, it's got to be that well, secondhand nature. Yeah. It's, you yeah. Know, it's what the Bible talks about and not. Yeah being conformed to the world, but transformed mm. by the renewing of our minds so that we can yeah. prove, discern what the will of God is and what is God's will. It's good, acceptable, and perfect. What does the enemy tell us? It's not. It's not good. <laughs> it's, it won't be acceptable. It's flawed. It's, yeah, it's not perfect. God's yeah. holding out on you. It's going to be difficult. Mm. It's going to be painful. No, it's good, acceptable, and perfect because yeah. God is good and He only does good. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say to someone that is battling that anxiety right now and they're just in the throes of it? Maybe it is about motherhood or maybe it is about, you know, fear of a, a child or um, or even just going to the grocery store, like we said, like an irrational. What would you say to her? I will share a brief testimony of a precious friend of mine. Her name is Diane. She was in our church in Alabama and she was a very successful businesswoman. Mm -hmm. But she had a fear of leaving her local community. Her business was there in the community. Mm -hmm. She had not crossed the state line without her husband in years. Okay. So again, it's those irrational boundaries yeah. we erect to okay. pretend, like uh -huh. we say, uh -huh. we can control as though we actually have any kind of control at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, she had a surgery, which was another nerve-wracking thing for her, mm. and came through it beautifully. She had so many people praying for her. Mm. So I went up to the hospital to visit her, and I said, Diane, I believe the Lord wants you to be the chairperson of our retreat. Well, our retreat was going to be in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and we went to Birmingham, Alabama. Oh. But the Lord had been dealing with her about mm. fear, and that fear is not from the Lord, and that faith and fear cannot exist mm. in the human heart. We're either mm. trusting God yeah. or we're letting fear take control. So it's sin. Mm -hmm. It's sin. Mm -hmm. So she had recognized it as sin, and she was mm -hmm. refusing it, and she was putting her faith and trust in the Lord. And she said, Donna, by faith, I'm going to say yes. When we crossed the state line, she was riding in my van. She shouted. Well, I also didn't know she would never stay above the third floor in a hotel. And we go up to the to you know, get our room. We were rooming together, okay. and they give us a room on the twelfth floor. <gasps> so uh, I turn around. I had no idea. Mm -mm. I turn around, hand her a key, and say, "We're on the twelfth floor." And she said, immediately, the Lord said, "You know, just like He did to me." The mm. answer is yes. Trust me. Mm. Well, she did. And that night, we were our, the ballroom was at the in like the bottom floor, mm -hmm. uh, and so we were in the ballroom that night. And she actually shared her testimony of the victories that God had wow. been giving her, literally one after the other, over fear. And literally that day. Yes. And so women mm. flooded. 
her mm. after she shared her testimony. Mm. I mean, there was a long line of women because, like I said, we all deal with it yeah. because it's how the enemy hits all of us. Yeah. So we waited and waited. So finally I said, we're going on up to the room. We well, went up to the room. She came up on the elevator by herself. All of a sudden, mm. the door to our, our hotel room slams open. Mm-hmm. She comes in. She said, I came up the elevator all by myself. <laughs> I was like, we didn't even know that was an issue. That didn't even a thing. I waited for her. You know? Wow. But the, it was like the Lord just put before her mm-hmm. every single obstacle, everything yeah. she had said, no, I can't do this, yeah. literally in one weekend, wiped them all out. And you know what? She had victory because God gave me victory and I was willing to share my story about mm. God set me free from fear and how I was now able to teach and do what God had called me to do. And she came to that same conclusion that Lord, faith and fear cannot coexist. I'm either mm. trusting you or I'm not. And yeah. today I'm choosing to trust you. Yeah, it's a choice. It is a choice. I heard Christine Kane on Crystal Hearts web uh, uh, podcast the other day and she said, um, be faithful, not fearless. Because we, we talk about being fearless and like, oh, we're not going to have fear. Well, that's silly. We're going to have fear. What you do with but it. But what do you do with it? Are you going to be found faithful and faithful like we what she was saying? We turn to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm refusing this fear because that does not come from me. Yeah. He's the Prince of Peace. Mm. Yeah. He gives us peace that guards our heart and mind in Christ Jesus. And that literally means he builds a fortress mm. around our heart and our mind, which is our emotions and our thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Good stuff. I forgot to get you to introduce yourself. So real quickly, kind of tell um, about who you are and who you're married to and your family and just the ministries that you're involved with in Memphis. Okay. Uh, I am Donna Gaines, and I am married to a pastor. We have been married for 39 years, and mm-hmm. my husband Steve is the pastor here at Bellevue Baptist Church. We have four grown children and 14 grandchildren with number 15 on the way. That's amazing. Getting four boys in one year, which is crazy. Yeah, our children are having children this year. And when that number 15 gets here, 12 of them will be six and under. So that tells you how quickly (laughs) they come into the world and what an absolute delight they all are. I have, uh, I felt called to ministry ran at 12. I Mm. thought I'd be on the mission field at one time and the Lord brought Steve and I together and I'd never considered being a pastor's wife, which I think is why I had this stereotype of a pastor's wife, why I struggled with fear after the fact, yeah. um, because I had an unrealistic expectation mm. of what I was supposed to be, and I really yeah. thought I was disqualified because I don't sing or play the piano. <laughs> yeah, because that's what you have to do, <laughs> that right? contributed to the fear as well. <laughs> um, but I love the ministry. Mm. Now, there are hard aspects to sure. ministry, for sure, but I love the ministry. I can't imagine mm-hmm. doing anything else, and mm. I love teaching God's Word. I love studying. I've always been an avid reader. And when I wrote my first book, um, There's Gotta Be More, it was one of those things where I I was actually approached approached by a publisher, and the Lord had given me a scripture that my tongue is the pen of a ready writer, that the things I was teaching would one day be put into a book. Hmm. And when they approached me, we'd actually just moved to Bellevue, and I said, I'm getting two children adjusted into school, Mm -hmm. moving into a house. I don't have time to write. (laughs) And writing's really not what I love doing anyway. Mm -hmm. I love teaching. Yeah. Um, But that leaves... What God has revealed to you in written form for yeah. others to be blessed. Yeah, by. it's so it's I, teaching. I it was, Just, yeah, right. yeah, it was through a different way. Have me to do. So okay. about six months later, they approached me again, and that's not how it happens. I mean, no, normally, right? Trying, you and, you're trying and you to pitch and you pitch right? and you yeah. pitch. And they were coming to me, so that was an incredible blessing. Okay. And I wrote the book mm-hmm. in the midst of what ended up being a very difficult time in ministry and the transition here at Bellevue for yeah. our family. Yeah. And it was precious of the Lord's timing Mm -hmm. because it was as though the Lord was saying to me, do you really believe what you have professed? 
Mm. Will you live it out? Will you trust me even when you don't understand? And the answer was yes. And mm. God proved himself to be faithful. Well, and we're talking a little bit about when y'all came to Bellevue and we were overjoyed to have you here. And uh, I think it was Allie, your daughter, yes. that was involved with a Sunday school class. And her Sunday school teacher really ministered to her when there was, you know, the change in leadership and there was probably an unsettling in her heart because she's a teenager and this is all new and everything. Um, and she really ministered to her. Was there a group of people or someone that ministered to you during that time? There were. And there was a woman here at Bellevue that contacted me and said she felt led to pray for me and for our family. And she got a group of six women together and mm -hmm. we actually met monthly for several years and really? they prayed for us and they still pray faithfully even though we're not meeting now wow. for my children and now grandchildren. Wow, that's incredible. That makes me really teary about it because I know individually we were praying, but for them corporately to to just wrap their arms around and you to did. pray. And we felt that's unbelievable. those prayers. We felt yeah. like the Lord just enveloped us with mm -hmm. His presence. Was there a specific God moment or something that God really taught you during that time Absolutely. of struggle? You know, God teaches you so much in mm. struggle. I yeah. say to our women's ministry all the time, prosperity is a greater curse than adversity. Mm. It's an adversity that we know our desperate need of Him. Oh. And we cling to Him and we dig in His Word and we ask for prayer. When things are going smoothly, we kind of just, you know, mm -hmm. start coasting. And yeah. you're never coasting. You're always going forward or backward in the Christian life. Mm. So we need to be constantly pressing in mm -hmm. to Him. But God had me in His Word, and He had me in Psalm 37. And Psalm 37, and the verse that jumped out at me one day is I was just meditating over it. I literally had it on cards, three by five, ring bound, three by five cards I carried with me everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I was walking and just meditating on dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. And it's like mm -hmm. this light bulb moment for me when the Lord said, all I'm asking you to do is dwell in the land where I place you and be faithful. And suddenly I realized, Lord, I don't have to succeed, whatever that even means mm -hmm. in ministry. I just have to dwell where you've placed me and do what, you know, be who you've called me to be and do what you've called me to do is really kind of what it boiled down to. Mm. And it was like the load rolled off. It wow. was like Christian and Pilgrim's Progress. Yeah. yeah. I went into Steve. He was in his study that day. I remember walking. I can tell you exactly where I was walking in from my garage when really? it hit me. And I walked in there and said, we're free. We are free. Mm. All we have to do is be who God's called us to be and do what He's called us to do. Wherever He places us, yeah. we are to dwell in the land where He places us. That's His job, mm. not ours. Mm. And it was incredibly free. Mm. I didn't know that story. And That's awesome. back on that now, Rand, I see with Bellevue Loves Memphis and our rise to yeah. read and the various yeah. ministries God has called us to in the inner city. Yeah. I was sharing with you before we started recording about the mentoring intensive we did with one of our inner city churches recently and the women that we fell in love with, getting to pour mm -hmm. into them and serve them. And literally we saw it and we told them, we're here to wash your feet this weekend. We are here mm -hmm. to let you know how valued you are in the eyes of our Heavenly Father and what a valuable part of the kingdom you are. Mm -hmm. And we want to equip you with everything you need to equip the other women in your church. And it was such awesome. a beautiful moment. But I, we would have missed all of that yeah. if we had quit when the going got tough. Yeah. But instead, by God's grace, we clung to Him, immersed ourselves in His Word, and were able to see mm. what He had planned all along. All the fruit, all the fruit. That's yes. amazing. I love it. Okay, so I want to tra transition just real fast because I know we only have a few more minutes, but 
Um, I read, you've, you are an author, like you just <laughs> talked about, published author, and you write so beautifully. And, uh, but the book, the last book that you had written, the most recent book, is Choose Wisely, Live Fully. And it's Lessons from Wisdom and Folly, The Two Women of Proverbs. And I decided this summer, this past summer, I was going to walk through Proverbs and just go through it and just pretty much just read it, get my little commentary out and do word studies and just see what God wanted to teach me. And so I picked this up at the same time and I said, you know what? This is on Proverbs. Let's read this. So it was great to have um, both the scripture and then your book to really point me and just give me that that deep wisdom that God's Word gives. And so I totally enjoyed it and totally uh, underlined a lot of it and dog-eared a lot of it. And I want to read you this. We were just talking about um, the chapter that you wrote about security Mm -hmm. and how important that is in uh, the life of a believer and in men and women, no matter um, who you are. But I, I love that, and security, I have to say, okay, do you know what Enneagram number you are? I don't. Have you, you don't. Okay. I'm going to try to figure I, I it out. recently. Okay, I okay. Tell me. I listened yeah. recently mm. to a couple of podcasts. Yeah, yeah, I'm, to figure out who you are. between a couple. Okay, because you said you're a helper, so I'm like, you might be a two, a helper, yeah, but a achiever. No. You're not yeah, a two? I'm a big-time big achiever. Big-time achiever. You might be a three. <laughs> I'm an overachiever for sure. I'm an incredibly intense personality. That's very so good, That's great. That's great. We need you. But I'm an eternal optimist, but I'm not a, I'm not an extrovert. Like, is yeah. the seven that's supposed to be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not that. I really had a hard time tagging myself. It's it's so interesting, but I'm a I'm a six, which yes. is a, a loyal skeptic, which uh, sounds really rough, but uh, a lot of fear and that we deal with. But our biggest um, thing, I guess you call, is security and feeling safe. And so your chapter on security really meant a lot to me. And this, I'm going to read this chapter. I'm sorry, the the paragraph because I. Um, wrote hashtag truth. I wrote yes with Y-A-S period Y-E-S-Y-E-S-S. So, I mean, could you say it any more, you know? But it says, we are to derive our identity and security from our position in Christ. I am not basing my security on how I look, how much I weigh, where I live, what car I drive, or whether I am or am not married. The truth is I am beloved, chosen, sealed, and a joint heir with Christ, whether I feel like it or not. I love that. It's so good. It's so good. And that's something that we need to hear. Well, I think the whole whether I feel like it or not is key because as women, we can tend to be uh, Mm. motivated by our feelings or emotions. And Mm. as you probably heard me say before, feelings are not truth. Mm-hmm. And I like to follow that by holding up the Word of God and saying, this is truth. Yeah. So if I will choose to make decisions based on the truth of God's Word, my feelings will eventually line up. It's just like fear. Fear is a feeling. It's an emotion. Mm-hmm. It attacked my emotions and attacked my mind, and I felt paralyzed by it. But the moment I began to believe God's Word over my feelings and began to act on that truth, my feelings eventually lined up and the fear lost its hold on me because Mm -hmm. it was exposed to the truth. Mm -hmm. And who I am in Christ is not based on how I look, how I'm dressed, what group I'm in or not in. It's based on the fact that I am in Christ Jesus. 
Hallelujah. Mm. And anything He calls me to do, He is more than able and capable of doing in me and through me because it's by His power. It is not by mine. I don't have to have any ability. I don't have to be able to play the piano or sing or do anything else. (laughs) All I have to do is Mm. be willing and available. And then His Spirit takes over and He does exceeding abundantly beyond, which is my life first. I had no idea Uh, when the Lord gave me that in my early 20s, mm. how powerful Mm. it would be and what it would mean to me now at 61. Um, that he is able to do exceeding abundantly beyond all that I can ask or imagine according to the power mm-hmm. that lives within me. It's the power that spoke creation into existence. It's the power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. It is the Spirit of God, not the Spirit of the world, Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 2, but the Spirit of God who knows the very thoughts of God. Mm-hmm. That's within our physical bodies. And he's desiring to reveal God's thoughts to us. He wants us to hear and to know his voice, Jesus said in John 10. My sheep know me. They know my voice. Mm. And you know, that's what he's called us to. And it is yeah. an incredible adventure, an incredible privilege and mm-hmm. blessing. And if we will just recognize and find our significance and security in Christ and not in anything else. And the way we find out what the idol in our heart is, what's there besides Christ, mm-hmm. is what is it in my life that if I lost it, I'd be devastated. Now, I'm not saying, obviously, something happened to my husband, my children, grandchildren. Yeah. I would be grief-stricken, mm-hmm. but I would not be devastated mm. because I know where they're going. And I know that I am shaped and created for eternity mm-hmm. and that we're going to be with... was in a funeral earlier this morning for a wonderful man, a godly man, and husband and father. His family knows where he is. Mm. And that's the beauty of knowing this life is not all there is. Mm. And when we know that, it changes everything. It does. It does. Mm. This could be just like counseling session with Red. I'm like, I just need to sit back and you need to be like, all right, so today let's talk about, <laughs> I love it so much. I did notice that after every chapter, your girls, you have four girls, no, three girls. Three girls and a daughter. And uh, that's right, daughter in love. Um, and they got to to have like an excerpt in the end of the chapter. Was that your idea? Yes, it was. I love because it. Because when God gave me the truths and choose wisely, live fully, Lindsay, our oldest daughter, was entering the ninth grade. And I was listening to a pastor, and he was just in passing mentioned the two women of Proverbs. Well, when you think of Proverbs, you think of the Proverbs 31 woman. Yeah. I didn't think about folly. So mm. I immediately went to the Word and picked it up and saw that in chapters 1 through 9, wisdom and folly are personified. And as I read through it and I was underlining and highlighting, mm-hmm. I realized all these blessings are associated with with wisdom. All these curses are associated with folly. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, okay, everybody needs to hear this, but especially teenage girls. Yes. So the very first group I taught it to were the senior Worst. high girls at our church then. And mm-hmm. Lindsay, like I said, was in the ninth grade. Mm-hmm. And as we worked through it, I had a big piece of butcher paper up on the, the wall on the front. And we would... Uh, put wisdom on one and folly on the other and we listed all the blessings and listed all the curses under folly and we stepped back and looked at the list and basically who in their right mind right. chooses curses and death well yeah. hello we do yeah. every time we think we can go our own way or we know right. better than God right. but if we'll just obey mm. God is good mm-hmm. his desire is to bless and mm. he has all these blessings for us mm. but we short circuit that and forfeit it through our own disobedience rebellion lack of faith mm. And so they get to come and say, hey, this is this is where we struggle, but this is where you can be triumphant. That's right. You know, and so that is just so because neat. Because they lived it out. Because they yeah. it over and over. Yeah. And not only that, because they had an older brother who was four years older than Lindsay. He okay. had already graduated. And Grant, you know, classes in school have reputations and personalities. He's oh, yeah. a tough class. Uh-huh. There was a large group of kids who were already into alcohol and drugs and mm-hmm. immorality. And then there was a, a smaller group that were mm-hmm. really trying to live for the Lord and mm-hmm. really, you know, 
focused on school. And um, Grant's junior year, when God really recaptured his heart, mm. he chose to hang with that smaller group and mm. disassociate himself from those who were going down the broad path that leads to destruction. Yeah. And unfortunately, I was able to, with my daughters, kind of follow those mm. students in college and some of them even beyond. Mm. And it's amazing how many of the ones on that broad path self-destructed either in college or right after college. Mm. And it's heartbreaking, Yeah, but it's their own choice. Mm. And it's such a, a lesson and example to, for your girls Absolutely. that were behind him Absolutely. to say, you know, this is this is what we're learning. This is wisdom. This is folly. There are two right. choices. That's right. And yeah. then they began to incorporate wisdom, mm. and God then revealed mm. himself to them. So mm. I wanted them to be a part of that because they were love so it. much a part of the teaching. Yeah, and I, I loved it. I loved to see uh, what they were saying about it. Okay, I could go on and on, but we've got to wrap it up. But I do want to ask you, every time I ask um, my guest, my eat, read, love segment. So I want to know what you're eating. I'm a big snacker. Like, I have to have snacks all the time. So what are you eating? What are you reading? And what are you loving? See, it's hard for me to narrow it down on eating. I love anything that has to do with Mexican food. Okay, me too. Or chocolate. Okay. And Amy Hannon's uh, yes, yes, Love, Welcome, Sir. Yes. Her chocolate chip cookie recipe is by far the best. Really? I, every time I make them, I get... You get compliments. Re- well, and request and request for more. For more. <laughs> please make more please okay, make more. I have so her book, but I have not tried that. Okay, I will. I usually just flip over the Nestle's okay, chocolate chip. No, no, no. These so <laughs> no, far okay, are the best. Okay. So okay, so her chocolate chip cookies. Yes. All right. So Shout I'm out doing. to Amy Hannon. Yeah. You know me. Okay, right. what are you reading? I just finished a book, Disruptive Compassion, mm. by the founder of Convoy of Hope, and it's okay. wonderful. Okay. Uh, basically how God has called us to speak up for the least of these. And, of Mm. course, with the Rise to Read and all that we're doing in the inner city, I was especially drawn to the book. But what it does to us, how it changes us Mm. when we begin to listen to the voice of the Lord and be that voice for those who can't speak for themselves and come in and and be an advocate uh, alongside someone. So I just thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, And I'm also reading an apprenticeship series um, Mm. by... I think it's James Bryan Smith, I think is his last name. He was uh, mentored by Dallas Willard, which oh, wow. is what piqued my interest. Yeah. But he wrote a three-part series, okay. and basically the first one is The Good and Beautiful God, then The Good and Beautiful Life, mm. and then The Good and Beautiful Community. I've read the first two. So oh, that sounds great. Those sound really good. Apprentice, apprenticeship? The apprenticeship series. Okay, that yeah. sounds great. Awesome. Okay, what are you loving? Love my grandbabies. Yes, yes. And you have some here I in town. Four. Well, I have two that live in town, but I have right. four. Our daughter and her children from Oklahoma came in yesterday, Yay. and they'll be here through the weekend. So I get okay. to love them. Four precious Ooh. grandbabies while they're here. You're, they you're the best grandma, too. You uh, are traveling, going to see babies yes, and grandbabies yes, and taking so care fun. of them. That's great. That's yeah, great. They're a delight. And what do they call you? Nana. That's right, Nana. Nana and yeah. Papa. Nana and Papa. Well, thanks for giving me time today, Donna. So this was amazing, and I love your ministry. I can't wait. Tell us what's next for you and your ministries here in Memphis. We are going to be from 34 schools in 42 elementary schools this fall. We're so, so delighted. And we have people doing a Rise to Read in 14 different states. And we have been invited to go to some countries in Africa as wow. well to train teachers because it's having such an impact on the students. This is great. I want, uh, it's just wonderful. It's the gospel mm-hmm. and education. That's mm-hmm. the key to breaking the poverty cycle. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. if it's an inner city or a third world country. Mm-hmm. Take the gospel and education. Mm-hmm. That's good. And you are starting up at Bellevue a new series on judges, and we are looking forward to that in September. 
And a new venture that you're having is you're going to start a podcast. Yes. So yes. tell me a little bit about that. You know, we're still kind of deciding on the name. Okay. We did Memphis Women. It was a radio program. Yes, it was great. Year, and we really enjoyed it, but realized we were limiting the scope by mm. just being Memphis. And mm-hmm. so realized we could also do it much cheaper instead yes. of paying for radio time yeah. to just do a podcast. Yeah. So we're really thinking about not only interviewing authors, but just dealing with some of the issues that women yeah. deal with and basically just having some conversations around some of those issues and putting it out there, mainly targeting our women, but yeah. also yeah, and large. beyond. And I thank you for what you're doing with your podcast. Oh, you're sweet. I listened to podcasts when Love I, I cleaned house. Yes. Allie was coming Tuesday, <laughs> and I, I probably listened to three or four different podcasts. Yes. And That's I when just I do it. it. I do it when I'm driving in the car. Yeah. So thank you for your contribution. Yeah, thank you. Okay, Donna, there is one more thing that we want to talk about because it's something exciting that's coming to a lot of different cities. So tell us about She Loves Out Loud. Yes. It was really birthed in the heart of Diane Strack after Bonnet Bright, she and Bill founded Campus Crusade. She really charged Diane with calling the women of our nation to prayer before she passed away. And Diane didn't know how to do that. Well, because of recent events in our culture, the Lord has said the time is now. And it is going to be February the 15th, 2020, from coast to coast, six live sites where there will be live worship and a time of prayer, guided prayer with speakers around various topics. Of course, I'm excited about Memphis because yes. we get to host where we want to yes. the site. And great. our topic is friendship, racial reconciliation. And we believe that. that if God does that here in Memphis, which he's already beginning to do, yes. it can literally just Change flow the all over the nation. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. that's great. Okay, so we'll just be looking on social media yes, for that. She loves outloud.org. And the focal passage is out of Psalm 68:11, and it said, "The Lord gave the command; a great company of women brought the good news." You know, there is a lot of pain in our culture, and there are a lot of women who have been wounded and traumatized, but they have nowhere to go with their pain and their shame, and they need to know they can go to Jesus. It's mm, great. Okay, thanks for sharing about that. We'll look forward to that. Thank you for giving me time today. I loved talking with Donna so much. And what I love about her is she's so down to earth, but she declares the truth boldly. If you want to find out more information about the events coming up that Donna mentioned, all of those links will be in the show notes at renrobbins.com slash podcast. Okay, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you for sharing this with your friends. I know that many women out there need to be encouraged, and I appreciate you sharing the podcast that way. Okay, so next week is the 100th episode. Y'all, it is so exciting. In order to celebrate our 100th episode, I am hosting a bundle giveaway. This giveaway is super special because the items included in it are from previous guests on the Friends of a Feather podcast. So make sure you are following us on Instagram so that you can enter the giveaway. Okay, remember, we're all Friends of a Feather, so let's stick together. Have a great week, and I'll see you next time. Bye, friends. Thank you.